I'm Carol Cohn, and welcome to Purpose 360, the podcast that unlocks the power of purpose to ignite business and social impact. Have you ever felt like you were on a roll? Time slows and you see everything clearly. You instinctively know what to do and have the profound feeling that you're on the right path. This is what leadership coach Hortense Le Gentil calls alignment. The congruence of who you are with what you do. Today on Purpose 360, we're going to host a different kind of conversation. Hortense Le Gentil, who has been called by Marshall Goldsmith, one of the top business coaches around the globe. We're going to talk about her new book, Aligned, Connecting Your True Self with the Leader You're Meant to Be. Here are some quotes from the book, because this is a fascinating conversation. Aligned leadership comes not only from the congruence of who you are, with what you feel and what you think, but also with what you say and what you do in your relationship with others. We're going to learn from Hortense counterintuitive ways that leaders can tap into their power, their personal power, their energy, their joy, their innovation by pausing, by reflecting, by taking a bit of a stop in the action to truly connect with their personal purpose so that they as leaders can unleash and unlock the purpose of their organization and their colleagues. I'd like to, again, turn to a quote from one of Hortense's clients. Working with Hortense was very enlightening through listening, understanding, and indeed a dash of authority. She helped me understand a leader's responsibilities to their employees, the difference between what a leader should be doing and what I was actually doing, and how to close that gap in order to become a better leader. So join me for this fascinating conversation with Hortense Le Gentil to help yourself become a better leader as you power your purpose. Welcome to the show, Hortense. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Carol. I'm, I'm treat, you know, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, well, I, I met Hortense at a Just Capital event in New York, and I was so intrigued by her background that I just asked her, could she be in the show? And she was great. She said, absolutely. So, so here we are. So for our listeners, Hortense, just talk a little bit about your background and how did you become this preeminent, preeminent leadership coach? So I was born and raised in France, uh, both in Paris and at the countryside, surrounded by horses at the countryside. And um, it was one my first passion and my first alignment. And uh, later I was uh, I studying marketing in Boston uh, and, uh, and and in Paris. I came back to Paris and I worked for a corporate, large corporate media uh, industries and as an entrepreneur for a decade. Until the time 
I found my, I find, I found my, my, my calling, uh, to be an executive leadership coach. And this is what I do since now eight years, let's say a decade or so. And, uh, I'm, you know, dedicated my, my life, uh, you know, to, uh, to try to, um, to help, uh, CEO and senior executive to, uh, close the gap between who they are and who they want to be and to go from in this journey from hero leader to human leader, as I like to, to say. And I'm in New York. And, and you're in New York now. So I, I have to say for our listeners that Hortense and I, we absolutely bonded over horses because when I read her book Aligned and, and she introduced it and said she's going to talk about her horse jumping career and uh, many of the lessons that she used. And then I said, well, I've done that much lower height. Um, so... Oh, she's shaking her head, if, if you could see her. But um, there's a lot to learn from jumping a 11, 1,200-pound animal. Um, so it's a, it's a great, great book, Aligned. And she's going to talk a lot about Aligned. And so can you talk at a high level, Hartos, about why leadership has changed so much? What has caused it to change? Um, and we'll start there. It's covid it's, you know, uh, the crisis, the multiple crises that we have. And uh, so everything changed. The war changed. Nobody is the same. Uh, if you take two years ago, uh, three, three years ago now, no, two years ago, we are lost in the time. So two years ago and, um, and now people are not the same. We are not the same. We went through a lot of things. And we are now in the middle of an uncertainty. So we had a social crisis or a political crisis. So now we have, we have a uh, economic crisis. Uh, we have a war. Uh, there is always something, something, so, something new coming. And, and that is pretty new. And so people moved uh, in their mindset uh, from, you know, who they were before to who they want to be, in fact. And I think that people realized that during COVID. And, uh, and they, they understand and they, because in one minute they realize, okay, you know, we can die tomorrow. Tomorrow everything can, 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 can be over. And I think that for most of them, and, and to me, this is why there is a great uh, resignation because this is because of that, because people reflect. Reflected, discovered new things. For example, they discover, oh my gosh, I don't, you know, I don't see my, my, my children going. I'm always on the road or whatever it, it is. But a lot of people, I think, came back to their uh, priorities. What, what are my priorities? And of course, you know, as a leader, you have to face all that. You have to face the mental health. You have to face, you know, how to reinvent the workplace, uh, and how to lead all those, those person, because people now need, they want more than ever. It was already true before, but I think now it's not, it, it, it's more than movement. It's, we have to do it and we are in a hurry to do it to people are looking for meaning. Why should I, should I work? And why should I work in your company? And, uh, they want to be respected and, uh, and, and they don't want, you know, to, to come back with no reason and just for money. So they're looking for more than that. So as a leader, we have to reinvent ourselves. 
and reinvention is just wonderful. And and let's pivot to your book, Aligned. I know this is a labor of love for you. Where was that germ? Where was that point? I've written a book and it's very painful to do it. <laughs> and so what was the germ that you finally said, I have to do this book and then share at a high level. We're going to get into lots of things about Aligned, but share with our listeners why alignment is so important. Back when I was in France, personal assistant, one of my uh, clients told me, oh, I think you are a coach. I said, yes, I am a coach. And she said, I would love to learn from you. Where can I find, you know, something about you, your work and everything. Back at that time, I was in Paris. And in Paris, you, as a coach, you are in the shadow. You are behind. You, you're not the person who talk or whatever. And I was so ashamed, Carol, to say that I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I didn't, I didn't even have um, a website. And from that moment, I realized if I want to help people, and I wanted to help people because I think there is already it's my mission. If I want to help people, I have to write and to write a book and because I cannot coach everyone. So to be able to help as much as, as people uh, as I can. So this is why I wrote um, a line. And for our listeners, I want to say it's aligned, connecting your true self with the leader you're meant to be. And I think that's a wonderful title and a subhead because it really forecasts what this book is going to give to you. But the book isn't just reading the book. There's a lot of um, activities, if I can call them that, reflections, you call them, <laughs> in, in the book. And so it's it's I, like I tried to say, OK, this weekend I'm going to read it. And I realized, oh, my God, it's going to take me quite some time. I have to pause and reflect. Let's just ask the question, what does it mean to be aligned as a leader and why is that important? So align is really being the best version of yourself and is really connecting, connected with your driver who you are, your values. And why it's so important uh, It's because in this time of uncertainty, it's your true north. And we were talking about horrors uh, before. So, you know, even if we don't serve, it's, it's really, you know, when, when you are aligned, it's really when uh, the sensation to be in the zone, you know, uh, in the group. And, and for the surfer is, you know, Taking, you know, the perfect, you know, catching the perfect waves and be there, be free, be well. And you feel like, oh, everything go your way and everything is easy and and makes sense, you know. And same for horses. We were talking about horses. But when you, you prepare for your for your jump and you, you, your, your horse and you, you, you're doing the perfect jump. Oh my God. You know that God, it's how flying. You, this, it's flying. Oh, yeah, it's this, amazing. Yeah. It's, it's flying. It's okay. It, it, it's, it's everything. It, it's a power. It's, it's everything. And this is what you feel when you're aligned. You feel much more power, much more, but your own power, the good power. So much more power, much more energy, much more joy. And you are so well that you can see much better. So your vision is much better and you can be there for, for others and you can see things that you cannot when you're not aligned because you are always fighting when you're not aligned. 
This is what I call to be aligned. And why is, yeah. And, and today it's your true nurse, you know, as, you know, as a, as a leader, um, you know, captain of this boat and uh, you have to have the vision and, you know, how having you, this vision by being aligned. It's finding it's interesting, your personal purpose, which then you can guide and create or drive the organization's purpose and then tie it to the purpose of your colleagues within the organization. And I love the fact that you found your purpose. I found my purpose about 40 years ago. You found your purpose more recently. Um, But it is to your point when you understand it and it becomes your true north. It gives you that energy and that momentum to move forward and to bring others along to their personal power as well. Let's talk about, we're not going to talk about every chapter in the book, but I know that you have some favorites as you unfold what it means to be aligned. So let's just talk about what are the two or three most important things that an individual needs to find their alignment. When you think about leadership and CEOs and senior executives, they are all very busy. And, you know, I think that the first things to do, in fact, it's, uh, you don't think about it. It's not the first thought, but it's to stop, to reflect and to take that time to reflect on your priorities, your drivers, your values, and how you want to be remembered as a leader. And taking this time, it's very important. Very important because, again, it's, it's, you're going to find your trueness. When you cannot go outside, you go inside. And, and, in, and inside, it's, you know, you, you, you're going to find everything. So I think that the first thing is, you know, to realize that, you know, why I am running so fast, you can stop. But when I say stop, of course, it's not like, okay, I don't do anything during one day. No, but just take time for you because you, you need to, you need to take care of yourself, by the way, because, you know, and you need support, uh, because we cannot do it by ourselves. And so let's just talk about the pause because I am sure when you are talking to these high powered, charging forward leaders, they're going like, no way, I can't pause. And you do have some suggestions in the book how to do that. So what are they? Make a routine. And really, it doesn't take a lot of time. So make a routine and every morning, uh, for example, for 10 minutes, 10 minutes in a day, it's nothing, right? 10 minutes in a day and think about that. Think about, you know, what is important, you know, reflect on the day, uh, reflect if you, what you did, your decision or whatever it is, feel, you know, like it's aligned with your values, what you want to do and, and feel your emotion, how you feel it. And during the day, what you can do is refuel. And how do, how do you refuel is by being at the present moment. So you can, you can say meditation, whatever, but meditation is what? It's just being at the present moment. So we are talking together, Carol, and being at the present moment is I am here. I'm not thinking, oh, in five minutes I have to do that. Yesterday I did that and I have to, you know, no, just being here. And how you can do that? I have one of my clients who is doing great, um, uh, doing that. He is listening to music. So he take a special music. He put the music on his ears. He sits by the window and he 
allows himself, you know, for uh, three minutes, you know, a music, a song is what, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes maximum, for five minutes to just listening to the music, listening to the words. Because if you listen to the words of the, uh, of the, of a song, you are at the present moment and you, and try it, you will see it works. You refuel because you make a break. You, you know, it's a break. It's like you, you, you have some oxygen in your, uh, in your brain was coming. So, and you feel much better. And just after that, you will see, you will take better decision. You would, you will be better and try it and do it as much as you can, but try it at least once uh, to see what's up. And so I'm curious again, with these hard charging clients of yours, how difficult is it to get them to break their routine and take this pause? At the beginning, it's not, you know, yeah, as you say, you know, is it, they are a little septic, <laughs> but when they try it, because after, you know, what is coaching about? Coaching about, it, it's, it's about uh, trust. Then one point, you know, if, if you are already in, in a uh, coaching uh, relationship or relationship of coaching with, with a client, it's, it's all about trust. So we are here to help. So you can try it. And, and if you try, maybe the first time you're not going to understand, but I'm not sure that you're not going to understand because it's, you know, being at the present moment, you can feel it very, very, very fast. And again, I don't ask for one hour, leave the office and do whatever you want for one hour. Yes, you could do that, but this is not what we are talking about. We are talking about something very simple and, and each person has to find his um, own way. Because for my, for one of my clients did that, for another one, um, he has a picture. <laughs> he has a picture of the ocean because, you know, he just loves surfing. So on the computer. So he, he looks, he looks at that for one minute, two minutes and, uh, and he feel better. And he told me, Oh, it's great. It works. Another one made uh, a video, one minute and a half video with her kids children or whatever so when when she knew to to refuel she just you know look look at the video for one minute and a half again find your own way to be at the present moment that that's great that's terrific and those are great examples so what's another very important way to get aligned it's like a muscle so uh, you need to work uh daily so i i call that my the daily checking daily check-in when you decide something for example okay like work on having more uh, gratitude for example or be kind with yourself for example whatever or to change your behavior whatever it is it's it's really you know uh because it's all about connection in the brain so if you change the connection in the brain uh, you have to work on it because it's a new muscle so if you don't work with that, it's exactly like your arm. So you are, you have an arm work very well, but the other one, you know, doesn't know how to work. So if one day you begin to work with this arm, you have to continue every day and to do it every day, you know, to, to make this arm be strong as, as, as strong as, as the other one. So this is really that. And so every day, what I recommend is to write somewhere on your cell for example uh, on on your cell phone on your note and look at you know the question or decision that you made like okay did i do my best to 
to be, you know, uh, grateful, for example. Did I do my best to be uh, kind with myself? Did I do my best to listen to my team? Do whatever, you know, you decide to work on. But look at it every day. Every day. Because every day, you remember, your brain is remembering what you decided and why. And so, and this is how you change behavior. And this is how you get aligned. Because, of course, but as we, we begin, we, we explain that, to be aligned is really connected with your values, who you are, and, and, uh, you know, what is important for you and how you want to show up. So, so there is a, a little work to do here <laughs> for sure, but, um, this is it. You talk about moving from a hero leader to a human leader. You talk a lot in the book about even the fear of becoming a human leader. So can you address that for our listeners? Because today, as Alan Murray says, you know, in his his recently published book, Tomorrow's Capitalist, it's about human-centered organizations. But you've identified this fear in terms of the work that you've done. So how do you recognize it and how do you become a more human-centered leader? It's all about change. When we talk about change, as a human being, we don't like to change because it it makes fear. You know, you, you're afraid. You are afraid of change because we create with all the habits to secure our brain and, uh, and, and, and who we are. So as a leader, we were told to be that way. You have to be, you know, the smartest one. You don't show your emotion. You don't talk about personal things. When you leave home, you leave home, you close the door, you open the door to the office, you cl- uh, and same when you, you come back home. And as my, one of my clients say, told me, he told me, my gosh, it's a revolution. <laughs> it's a revolution. You want me to change? You know, I'm not used to do that. I don't know because I don't know how to fix, uh, to fix emotion, to fix that. And I don't know how to do it. I, I can understand, but I don't know. And so, of course, you need courage to do it. But I think that today, it's not a question anymore. You have to do it. And, and to do it, it's, yes, be courageous and face your fears. What are you afraid of? Of course we are afraid and it's okay. And we are human being again. And mostly you're afraid because if I take again this example, so he told me, uh, so how can I do that? He understood absolutely that, you know, the, the, his, um, his team needed him, but he didn't know how to do that. And he was afraid because he was afraid to, uh, because he told me, as he told me, I cannot fix it. How can I do that? You know, emotion doesn't, uh, don't belong to the uh, corporate arena, right? And we did, you know, he did this amazing, uh, meeting without agenda. I call that, I call that the non-meeting, you know. The non-meeting, a meeting without an agenda. Love it. A non-meeting. You know, and, and, and I make space for just people. To tell their story and express how they feel. You know, it was during COVID. Remember during the, you know, at the beginning of the crisis. Uh, and, and anyway, he continued to do that. And, and, and of course he was afraid because he told me, and what about, you know, if somebody is, is crying, uh, what can I do? 
I cannot fix it again. And I said, it's not about fixing. You don't have to fix. How do you do, you know, when a friend of you is, needs you and, you know, is in pain? And uh, he told me, I'm just here. And this is the same. And so it's all, uh, you know, it's all this, this pivot, this mind shift, in fact, of uh, coming from what was right yesterday is not right today. Is then not going to help you. So how to to change your mindset? How you you doing this this shift, uh, uh, this mind shift, uh, and how you build it? Are there again reflection moments, or are there exercises that you share with your clients? Because shifting, I mean, I'm unemotional. It's the workspace. I, you know, I'm leaving my emotions at home, and we're saying because of COVID and the different experiences that we had there was this blending of work and life and it's not going to go back. And so are there, do you have like one or two favorite things that you're working on with your clients to allow them to start learning to use their emotions? First, the first thing, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, it's not about emotion, but I'm going to give you an example because it's important. You have to understand what holds you back. So the mind trap. For example, so I have uh, one of my clients, uh, she was uh, head of uh, a big NGO. Uh, she is amazing. And one day she told me she was afraid of accounting. She hated numbers. She, she looked at numbers. She, she told me, I don't know how to do that. I absolutely don't know how to do that. So she was afraid uh, to face board. Uh, her board when 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 uh, it was a question of numbers, and okay, so we we try to find where it's coming from. Carol, can you imagine? She told me. In fact, she's coming from um, a family of mathematicians, <laughs> so they are very big in mathematics, engineers, and everything. You know, and she was good, but much better than me in math, but. Not a mathematician. So at home, she, you know, everybody told her, oh, you don't know anything about math. You are not good. And in fact, she took that in her mindset. And she connected that with the fact that, okay, so I don't even try. I'm not good at it. And just realizing it and realizing and asking, you know, the question, do you think it's true? Oh, no, maybe it's not true. So it doesn't help you anymore. And she changed, you know, this connection, change everything. She gave you, you know, this freedom. And, and same with your emotion. Emotion is all about feeling. So again, we were talking about the fact that you have time to reflect or to be at the present moment. If you want to feel and be empathetic, you have to stop to feel. Think about it. Oh, what do I feel? What is my emotion? Happy, excited, nervous, anxiety, and, and things like that. And, and this is how you, you learn it. And you just asking yourself a question. Oh, how I feel now? I feel a little nervous because I'm talking with Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Okay. So you're talking about mind traps for an individual. Now, when you've taught a leader to recognize them, how does the leader then cascade that down his team? So he's beginning because it's an unleashing exercise. It's unleashing potential. Um, so 
do you either coach your leaders or are there two or three things that a leader can do with their teams to begin to break up these mind traps and unleash potential? The first thing is I tell them to do what we do together so I can help them, of course, but to do it. But the first thing is to listen. So if you want to do the same with your team, if you want to identify mind trap or help them, you have to listen to them, what they have to say. What are their fears? I used to say, could you share your best moment and your worst moment, for example, during pandemic? Um, and just asking this question uh, make people, you know, talk. And, and you can see, you can hear uh, what you have to hear. And if at one moment, because you are not involved, it's not you who's talking. So you are, you can receive uh, as a as a leader or as a coach. You can receive what the person is telling, and you can feel and and give back and say, "Oh, are you sure?" So you tell me that you told me that uh, you are very sad, and uh, and you told me that you cannot do that and that. And how can I help you? How can we help you? And and the fact that just to be heard, to give this space, you have to have a safe place. It's not a place to judge. So, uh, and so it's really very, very important. So as a leader, first think about it. Can I, you know, make a space without judgment? Just to be here. Like, again, like a friend would be maybe with, 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 with other. And, Give the voice to, uh, to your, um, to your teams. And you will see, you know, that you, you can find, you can guide them, help them to see where they could be trapped or stuck, um, and, and how you can help them. And maybe you cannot, and that's okay. But maybe, you know, inside the company, you can have a special person or, you know, special, uh, guidance to help them. But if you don't listen, you will never know how to do it. And, uh, and it's really through stories, uh, that you can, uh, you can make them, you know, be aligned with yourself and, you know, at least to find the mind trap and to uh, do the mind shift. The mind trap and the mind shift. One of the methods that you say to do that is to listen to your intuition. And you say that intuition is very powerful. Um, can you elaborate on that? It's a very important part of the book. Einstein, Albert Einstein, used to say that um, we have a sacred gift. It's the right brain that we completely forgot. And, <laughs> okay. and the other one is, you know, a faithful servant. Mm-hmm. So the left brain is a faithful servant. When you think about it, oh my God, this is so true. So left brain is, you know, the one that you need, of course, for language to talk, whatever, and to learn. It's based on what you know, you know, so what we know. So it's good for education and everything. And of course, um, our our leaders are very smart, so the left brain is very used to work. This is not a problem. But the right brain, it's all about emotion again, intuition. And uh, it's there that you're going to find the answer. 
it's you know the it, it's really there um, that you can innovate, grow, have new ideas, and this intuition is really this moment. I'm sure you had where you say, "Oh, you didn't think about it, and you have an idea." Just like Einstein had, you know, this um, idea. I said, oh my God. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. So I had the answer. And this is all about intuition. And we have to learn how to connect with this intuition, especially if you want to be a human leader, because it's all about also emotion. And again, how do you listen to intuition? You have to stop or why i mean even if it's five minutes like we said before but listening to this intuition what this little voice is telling you make space for innovation for ideas for you know everything we need it and especially in time of uncertainty because we're going to do what we used to do it doesn't work anymore it changes every day so it's not you as a leader who has all the answer because you don't. And, and that's okay. And that's okay, right? But we don't. We didn't, we couldn't, you know, couldn't, we didn't know that, you know, a crisis is going to come, a war, no, you know, inflation, whatever it is. So we have to be agile and to react to that. So as you said, going from the hero and all knowing to being human. And I, you know, listeners, there's these, it sounds simple, but it's, again, it's pause, it's reflect, it's listen, it's not being all knowing, it's being human. I love those threads that come through again and again and again. So today, so this is a shift per se for a CEO and leadership team in terms of how they lead, and then how it impacts and influence culture. So are you, what are you seeing? You're you're talking to a lot of your, your very senior level clients. You do a lot of writings. How is this being more human impacting corporate cultures today? I think it it changed everything because we move from, uh, we used to do to let's try new things together. I like to say that it gives you, you have to give you as a leader and to give others the right to fail. The right to fail. And and so do you see, so some organizations and more every day are becoming purposeful, that they understand their purpose. And, um, you know, Mars, for example, you know, the world we want tomorrow is, is how we do business today, which I love their purpose. I mean, it really helps them to make decisions or Unilever's previous purpose, you know, making sustainable living commonplace. Are the leaders in those organizations that have begun the transformation, they know why they exist. Is it a different kind of leadership or are they just a better human leader or are they a more human leader? I think this is a base. This is the base. This is your alignment. So again, okay, it gives you alignment. Uh, again, yeah, yeah. Because again, so what what is what we are talking about is at the beginning we are talking about you know go inside. So to be aligned, your values, your your what we said, our values, your why, and so now that you are you yourself aligned, okay, 
align yourself with the, with the company and make it happen. So for example, if we take the example of Patagonia, we are in the business to save our home planet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it makes so much sense. And so when, when, when you wake up in the morning, it's, you don't walk to work or you, you don't go there, you know, to, uh, to sell clothes, outdoor clothes. You are on the business to save the world, the planet, uh, to preserve those absolutely amazing place in the world that, you know, that makes sense for you. So you know your why. So it's your why as a person, as a CEO, uh, with the why of the company and you share that with everyone. And, uh, you know, even uh, uh, say that, you know, the, the CEO of the company said that he's hiring only people who can fit, who can, you know, fit and understand, you know, the, the, the why of the company. And it makes all the difference because you, you, again, when you wake up in the morning, you know why you're going to work and it makes sense, meanings, purpose. And this is how magic happens. I love it. This is how magic happens. So alignment, aligned your book is really for that. They're not for the Patagonians of the world. I mean, Yvon Chouinard knows why they exist. Um, but it's more for that, the middle, the companies that are beginning to really begin to activate their purpose. But they need, as you're saying, the CEO must have his or her alignment, needs to have the pause, the intuition and such to truly get over their mind traps and their fears to be more human. So this listeners, listeners, this is a great book for those leaders who truly need to look at themselves first. And it's not that they're broken, but they can, that as, as you say in your book, that you're leaping from successful to extraordinary. So, so I love that. Let's talk a little bit about companies and leaders engaging in social issues. Because the genie is out of the bottle that with transparency and the Internet and employees being so important to you, that leaders, when they especially become more human, they have to respond not to all issues, but they have to respond to the right issues. And so um, I asked you in our pre-call, are you giving any advice to CEOs about what issues are they engaging with and how do they make the decision? I'm going to engage on this one, but I'm not going to engage on that one. It's not easy. It's not easy, but very often they, you know, they know if you take, for example, George Floyd, it was obvious for all my clients that, you know, they wanted to talk about it. So again, they begin by inside the company and, and, uh, and talk and again, make the space for, you know, people to express themselves and to talk or uh, to talk about it because we cannot avoid, uh, you know, those, those subjects today. And when it's time or not time, you know, to, to speak up, this is a good question. I think same, my true north is always alignment. So if the purpose of your company is aligned with the subject, and you want to, you want to talk. I think you should, you should, because, you know, your employees are waiting for that. But if it doesn't have anything to do with your purpose, I think you have less credibility to talk. 
And that can get you into trouble. Yes. For sure. Misalignment is not the, it's not, it's not your book. It's about being aligned. You've mentioned Patagonia and um, I'll put you a little bit on the spot, which is who are the few, I mean, there are many CEOs that I know that you admire, but there are, are there a few, and I know you're not, you can't mention your clients, so it's not your clients, but the ones that are, that are just doing, that are aligned with themselves and their businesses and their purpose, who do you admire and why? Okay. As you say, there is many, but okay, let's pick three. Okay. Uh, I would say Satya Nadella, so CEO of Microsoft. John Danahoe, CEO of Nike, and Curry Berry, CEO of Best Buy. And why? Because those three are so human, so humble, so empathetic uh, that they are just human leader. And they, you know, they show up as they are and as they learn and, and they authorize everyone in, inside the company to be, you know, to be, to be human. And it makes all the difference. Change, change everything. I think. Are the policies of a human-centered organization radically different? Um, is there more time off? Are there, are there, I mean, I'm just curious because you're working with so many companies. And by the way, I love Satya Nadella. He is like, Read his book. I mean, how he has led, I mean, really shifted Microsoft to be so human. But I'm just curious, do the policies change in companies that are more human-centered? More time to volunteer. I mean, I know, again, Microsoft, they get, they donate their, their match. Oh, my God. I think they have a match of $15,000 or $20,000 if you want to donate to a, to a special NGO. But they also have a lot of hours to, to, to volunteer, as does Salesforce. But I'm just curious as you've been coaching? I think uh, it's really depending to the company and the CEO, but for sure what change is the energy and the joy that you, 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 you can see in it and the innovation, the freedom. I would, I, would, I would even say the freedom because people that we see, you know, they, they know what they want to do and they do what they love to do. And, and this is, you know, and this is amazing. If I take, uh, you know, for example, if we take Best Buy and um, with Corey and uh, during pandemic, I'm going to share with you something. During pandemic, uh, you know, uh, we were um, ordering like everyone, <laughs> new material, you know, for, uh, you know, from um, our home uh, to be able, you know, microphone or whatever. And uh, I opened a box and I received a little note on a post-it from, you know, the, you know someone uh, in, in the store just telling, thank you, take care of yourself. Oh. I kept it. I kept it. I was so, my gosh, so, so you know, so, so moved. Mm. And why? Because, because it's the culture of the company. And, and, and that co- is so human. So human. And Cory Berry, the first thing, you know, she, she's during pandemic, you know, she didn't think about it twice. She closed, you know, the, the, you know, the, um, the stores because she just wanted to uh, preserve the, you know, the health of uh, her employee and customer, all the stakeholders. So this is how, you know, I think, yeah. yeah magic is a human magic that, that is it that's great i love what you said i'm encircled it in my notes that when you have a human-centered organization you unleash energy joy innovation freedom and 
I just want that. I want to pause because you're teaching us how to pause with our listeners. Imagine if your organization has those attributes that you will go. You're going from successful to extraordinary. That's why why Align is such a great book and and why you're such a great coach because you've identified these core attributes that are absolutely critical to human-centered organizations today. Um, I hate to to close this conversation because it's getting richer and richer, but I would love if you are let's say at a conference and and it's a C-suite conference and someone finds out your background, what are the three, and you've got about 15, maybe 10 or 15 minutes with this person or persons, what are the top two or three insights you want to give them um, so that they will find alignment? Again, it's going back to the core of the book, but what will you say to them so that you'll have an impact? Because I know as a leader and a coach, you want to have an impact on people and whether it's ongoing or just, you know, a a very 10 minute conversation, what would you say to them? So I would say to go back to yourself, who are you? And reflect, as we said, reflect, okay, what is important for you? What gives you energy? What drives you? And if you don't know where to begin, think about your life. All your answers are in your life. Because think about it, a good moment, a moment where you got energy, you, you do the work, think about it and say, oh, each time I got energy is because, I don't know, I am surrounded by positive people, whatever it is. Okay, so identify those moments, your values, again, your driver, and make sure that this is in your life today and think about Okay, how you want to remember? I very often I give an exercise. It's not very funny, but it's it works very well. I ask my clients, could you think about okay, one day we are going to die. I know it's not fun, but the day of your funeral, your eulogy, what do you want people to say about you? And I know, again, it's hard to think that way, but when you think about it, you have all your life because you, you are your family, your children, you know, the person, your peers, and, and you understand that we are not separated. We are one person. And if you do this exercise, I bet you will find what is important for you and how you want to be remembered. And, 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 Stay with that, and um, and it's your own alignment. It's who you are. Authorize yourself to be who you are. Who you are is is great. It's your trueness, and you keep this trueness. You know, during every day, every day you work on it. Again, we said you know doing the dedication and everything, but you know, and 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 it works. I hate to think about our final days, but um, I know that's a very important exercise. So so in closing, I always like to give the mic to my guest for like the last word. This has been a wonderful conversation, and I, I trust that people will be so enticed that, and intrigued that they will go buy the book because it, it's just it's worth every single moment of your of your life to really learn and, and you'll be more powerful. What would you like to end with, Hortense? I would like to end with thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> with 
have fun uh, because we forget today to have fun because it's a difficult time. And uh, have fun, be yourself. Anyway, everyone is already taken, as Oscar Wilde said. Yeah, and be, you know, authorize yourself to be yourself and, and be your full self and happy. Be your full self. Be human-centered. Don't be the hero. Be the human. Um, pause. Um, reflect. Um, these are, you know, it's, it's the opposite to the craziness and the speed and the uncertainty of our lives. So Hortense Le Gentil, congratulations on Aligned. Congratulations on Marshall Goldsmith saying that you were one of the best in the world coaches, because that is extraordinary in itself. Everyone, she's got great insights on her website. Um, you can order the book. You know, she, you've just got a, a tremendous instructor here, a coach here. And so please, please take advantage because purpose is absolutely critical in our personal lives and in our organizations. And a leader must be aligned with their true self to be able to truly bring out the energy, the joy, the innovation, um, their full potential um, in their organizations. And in closing, I just want our listeners, please, 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 wherever you listen to our podcasts, you know, go vote, um, you know, give us a great review. We want to be higher and higher up on the list um, of uh, business podcasts that are so important today. And then I will end with the question I always ask of our listeners. What is the power of your purpose? Thank you so much, Hortense. This has been a fabulous conversation. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. I was really, really happy to be here. 